Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So we've got a new economic report that just came out. And surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> it implies that we're already in recession, for heaven's sakes. And these indicators that they're using are actually leading indicators, as opposed to what you hear in the mainstream media, which is lagging indicators. All right, let's go over to this report, and I'll show you exactly what I'm referring to. And I'll actually show you a couple more charts uh, that I've been looking at that I went over for today's whiteboard video on the George Gammon channel that will completely blow your mind and pretty much back up what the data is saying from this economic report. So we're going to go to a website. Okay, yeah, we got the screen share up. Okay, good. Going to a website, the conference board. So it's the conference-board.org, and they aggregate all of this data into an index. And then they do these uh, press releases, I believe, once a month. The last one that just came out, December 21st. And the title here is LEI, which is their leading economic index for the U.S. fell again in November. Now, I know a lot of you... Maybe saying, oh, George, well, I mean, this is just some random group on the internet. I'm, what do they matter? Well, a actually, they're a big deal. <laughs> if you look at the data that they have collected over the years, it proves to be incredibly accurate. So let's first and foremost start on this most recent report, and then we'll go into the data going back to, let's say, 2000 or the 1990s. And then we're going to connect some dots here. So the Conference Board Leading Economic Index, LEI, for the U.S. declined by 0.5% in November 2023. So that's the data that they're showing in the most recent report. It's from December of 2023. Now, they also downwardly revised October by 1%. The LEI contracted by 3.5% over the six-month period between May and November. Okay, the U.S. LEI, now there's a quote from the senior manager of business cycle indicators at the conference board. Her name is Justina Zabinska-Lamonica. That's a mouthful. All right, so... According to Justina, the U.S. LEI continued to decline in November with... Now, listen to this, guys. Are, are you paying attention here? Let me read this again, because this next part is, is really the kicker. The U.S. LEI continued declining in November with stock prices making virtually the only positive contribution to the index the entire month. So we're going to go over the 10 components of this index, but keep in mind the only thing that was positive out of all 10 metrics was the stock market. So the stock market's going up where every single other, not everyone, but the ones that they measure, these leading economic indicators are plummeting. That is, isn't that the United States economy in a nutshell? Or that's basically the last three years in a nutshell. The last, last 20 years in a nutshell. So they go over the specifics, but you really start to understand the gravity of what we're dealing with when you look at this first chart. So the annual growth rate of LEI remains negative. You don't say. 
<laughs> negative. This is massively negative. And it's represented by this blue line, by the way. The gray line is real GDP. <laughs> so what you could see is just like the GDI, and we might get to that in a moment. I might save it for a separate video. Uh, it is a leading indicator, and it actually leads GDP. So here we can see the LEI plummet. Here is, call it 01. LEI plummets, and GDP does not go down as fast. And you all know what happened then. Same thing here. GDP is kind of humming along here. Okay, down a little bit, but no need to worry. Nothing to see here. And then the LEI just completely tanks in 2006. We know who got it right that time. Same thing with the Cerveza sickness. Look at what's happening. Well, same thing as what we see now. GDP going up into the Cerveza sickness. LEI going straight down and actually turned negative, which is why I always say that I think the yield curve inversion was pretty much predicting the Cerveza sickness. But we'll save that topic for a separate video. So here is where the highlight the components of this leading economic index. And like they said, pretty much the only thing that was positive <laughs> were actual stock prices on the S&P 500. Now you may be saying, okay, George, this is just some random website, a bunch of crazies. They don't know what they're talking about. Who cares about these indicators? They don't mean anything. Okay, well, let's just go back and see how accurate these indicators have proven. And this is where I got the chart that you saw in the thumbnail. So, to, and I would actually be curious, I'll bet you they have data going back further than 2000. But if we look at just the charts, charts they provided for this most recent report, we see that once that's this blue, once it goes negative, it doesn't necessarily mean we're in a recession. It's what they would call a warning signal. And that would be represented by these black dotted lines. But once we get south of 4%, you're either headed for a recession or you're in a recession. So the question becomes, okay, where are we now? We're right around 8%, negative 8%. So not negative 4%, which would be right on the, on the line. It's negative 8%, double that. So I have actually seen data going back further with this LEI. And I remember vividly that you have going all the way back. I think it goes back to the 1960s. I'm not sure. But going way back, I mean, at least to the 1970s, you've never seen the LEI get to a negative is right around six or 7% without the United States actually being in a recession, not headed for a recession but in a recession. So said another way, we have never been at negative eight without being in a recession as we speak. Now here we go over the 10 components that make up this index. So for those of you, your friend, friend and family member Fred's out there who are saying, Oh, George, you're just, you're fear mongering again. This is nonsense. Look at the unemployment rate. Okay. Well, let's look at these 10 metrics and determine whether or not we think there's something you should pay attention to. All right. So average weekly hours in manufacturing seems that might be important. Average weekly initial claims for unemployment insurance. 
We know that's important. Manufactures new orders for consumer goods and materials. ISM index of new orders. Manufactures new orders for non-defense capital goods, excluding aircraft. Building permits for new private housing units. Hmm, that's probably significant. The S&P 500 leading credit index. And that's something that they've trademarked there, it looks like. The interest rate spread on the 10-year treasury, less Fed funds rate. In other words, the inversion of the yield curve. And then average consumer expectations for business conditions. So just to reiterate what we said at the top of this report, every single one of these metrics is negative right now. Every single one, except the S&P 500. So... If we had to weigh probabilities, <laughs> what do you think is more accurate? These nine indicators that are steeply negative or the stock market? I mean, you could just basically sum it up and say, what do you think is more accurate or is the high, highest probability of being right, the stock market or the bond market? Historically, you would be way, 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 way better off if you bet on the bond market. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Jason Hartman, real estate, and Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow Rebel Capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Oh, but wait, there is more. <laughs> Let's go over to GDI. We're, actually, you know what we're going to do, guys? Let's go to the Fed's website. Yeah, you get a kick out of this. I use this for today's whiteboard video. So this is from the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, where they ask, which is a better measurement of economic output, GDP or GDI? You see, what's interesting, when you listen to CNBC and Bloomberg and financial Twitter, you very rarely ever, ever, ever hear about GDI, but you always hear about GDP. You, in fact, basically, you hear about three things. GDP, if it's positive, if it's negative, like, oh, oh, oh no, no, we're changing the definition of recession. GDP, <laughs> the unemployment rate, and the stock market. That's pretty much how the average Joe on mainstream media or the average Joe expert determines whether or not we are in or headed for a recession. But according to the Federal Reserve themselves, and I think this is something we need to ponder, like why is it that the Fed themselves are not talking about GDI when they were definitely talking about GDI back in 2016? Have you ever heard Jerome Powell, and I don't listen to his press conference, so maybe he has said this to be fair, but have you ever heard him talk about GDI? Or could we get a ratio, maybe, of GDP to GDI 
when it comes to these interviews with the central planners at the Federal Reserve. I'll bet you it'd be like a 99% GDP to GDI. Well, why? Why is that? Well, before we answer that question, let's get right into this post or article from the Federal Reserve of St. Louis in 2016, where they themselves argue that GDI is superior to GDP. So you say, okay, George, why does that matter now? Well, let's go ahead and zoom in on this chart where we can see the red line represents GDP and the blue line, which, oh, by the way, is negative, represents GDI. Now, let's go to a quote. Let me read right from the report. Federal Reserve economist Jeremy Nalwake. And again, this, this is not some guy from Zero Hedge. This is Federal Reserve economist. Explored the differences between GDP and GDI in greater detail. Nalwake argued the GDI might be a better indicator as advance estimates of GDI are closer to the final estimates of both measures. So what he's saying is that when you look at the history of the data, it shows definitively that the real-time GDI is far more accurate than GDP when you fast forward, let's say, two years and have the benefit of hindsight. So fast forward two years, and what he says is that today, GDI, whatever it is, is going to be a more accurate, or the probability is much higher that in two years, when all the data gets revised, and we have the benefit of hindsight, that GDI is going to be a lot closer to what they will, like they, the NBER, will, um, will, will be a lot closer to the revised numbers in the future than GDP is today. So now let's continue on here. Now, like this Fed economist evaluated GDP and GDI comparing vintages of the unrevised data. Time is unrevised. So he wants to take that and compare it to the revised data from a year or two, whatever, um, looking forward to determine which unrevised data had the best results as far as being a predictor of recession. So he looked at the unrevised data to show that early estimates of GDI captured the downturn in 2007-2009 recession better than GDP, which could have given policymakers advance notice. And I would take it a step further. Let's actually zoom out and look at GDI going all the way back to the 1940s. The 1940s. And real GDI, again represented in blue, has a 100% predictive power. Or it has 100% accuracy. Meaning that every single time this blue line has gone negative, we have had or have been in a recession. Let me look through this one more time. We've got this one. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, every single time. You can see it right here. And again, this is a chart from Fred. This is not a chart from uh, Wolf Street or, or Zero Hedge, which I, I'm not knocking those, but you know that would be the rebuttal from someone in the mainstream. Oh, this is just Zero Hedge. This is just Zero Hedge. And I think what's very interesting 
is what they said there at the end, where the only time that we have seen a discrepancy like this was just prior to the GFC. And a discrepancy, I mean, when the uh, GDP was basically going straight up and the GDI actually went negative at the same time. So when you combine that with the LEI, I, I just, I really, really struggle to accept the, the no landing narrative. Like, like, it just doesn't make any sense when you look outside of the stock market, GDP, and the unemployment rate. I mean, everything else is just screaming uh, recession in 2024, if not implying that we're in, in a recession right now. So then you say, well, George, I, I mean, how can you say that? The NBER which is the National Bureau of Economic Research, they have not yet come out and said that we're in a recession. So maybe it happens in 2024, but it's definitely not something we need to worry about right now. Okay, let's go back to December 1st of 2008. Why is this important? Because this is when the NBER came out and announced that we had been... Then, <laughs> notice past tense, in a recession that started basically in December of 2007. You see, the NBER never comes out and says, hey, guys, we're in a recession right now. No, they always come out and say, hey, guys, we were in a recession that started, or we are in a recession that started way back a year ago. Or we were in a recession that started a year ago. So just because the NBER hasn't announced anything, that means absolutely nothing. Because they're always behind the curve. They're always looking at this through the rearview mirror. And I'd like to point out another thing that I highlighted. You'll find this interesting. The committee, and this is I'm reading it straight from the NBER's website. The committee believes two, excuse me, the two most reliable, comprehensive estimates of aggregate domestic production are normally the quarterly estimates of real GDP and the quarterly estimates of, you guessed it, GDI. All right, guys, fascinating stuff. If you want to hear my further predictions or if you want to know what I'm doing for my own portfolio, you can check that out at georgegammon.com forward slash 2024. This is basically my financial game plan to make sure that I am preserving and hopefully building my wealth in 2024. It's a massive deep dive. It's about an hour, hour and a half. And you can get it just by going to georgegammon.com forward slash 2024. So check that out. And as always, guys, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. See you in the next video.